What day do we want to record this for the third time? Oh, God. I can't. We're finding new guests. <laughs> yeah, here's the deal. If it doesn't work this time, we're scrapping it. Here's the deal. Here's we the love deal. you. Who would, who would have thought that the most difficult guest would Dude, be our husbands honestly. to try and get it recorded, to reschedule, I to reschedule that. I again? Kyle. <laughs> yeah, oh, I could have told you that. Welcome to Everything But Small Talk. My name is Becca and I'm here with Matea. We're two best friends having deep conversations about life, relationships, and everything. Except small talk, of course. Thanks for being here, guys. You are our first official guest. How does it feel? Feels great. Excited. I'm happy to be here. Classic. Thanks, John. (laughs) Uh, For those who are listening, thanks for tuning in again. We have guests on the podcast today, John Bailey and Kyle Keast, who are our husbands, and they're here to talk about friendships and expectations and what that looks like in their lives. Uh, We just want to say, though, that um, disclaimer, they happen to be two guys that are husbands. We don't believe hearing from them on their expectations of friendship, um, like that they're opposite from us because they're men. Um, Both of them just happen to have different views of friendships and expectations. We don't think this is like a husband-wife thing or a guy-girl thing. Um, But yeah, let's start with Kyle. How would you define a friend? I would describe slash define a friend as someone who is committed to doing life with you in some level of depth. Like they're committed to your life. They care about you in some capacity and it's a very loose definition, but that's kind of how I define it right now. Uh, I would say a friend is somebody that's committed to spending some amount of time with you. Uh, So that could lead to a deeper friendship or it could just lead to uh, grabbing dinner, you know, every so often and really not going all that deep or getting to know you. But so a variety of results from that. But I think just a commitment to spend time together. So, Kyle, your definition is intriguing to me. Um kind of want to impact that a little bit. Would you say that that's always been how you would define a friend or how you would see someone as a friend or maybe even yourself, like this is how I am a friend or is that kind of a new definition for you? It's a good question. I think that's a newer definition for me. I think if you had asked me that question, probably about five years ago it probably would have been a little bit more along the lines of what john said just yeah i'm here to spend time and that's that's good enough i think for me right now there's an element of care that goes along with mine not just the time piece for me at least um do you mind kind of sharing what that shift was for you yeah, I went through, um, yeah, to be a little bit vulnerable, I went through a period of time kind of about five years ago where 
found myself in a period of life where I just didn't have a lot of closer friends around me. And so I think for me, I had lots of people I was spending time with and it wasn't very filling for me in that phase of life that I was in. And so I began Mm -hmm. to look for people who are not just committed in a time aspect, but also willing to invest an emotional um, investment in me as well. Um, And so that's kind of how John and I became friends a little bit. Uh, He's, he was somebody who kind of showed up in the midst of that period. Um, Yeah. And we both began spending a lot of time together and then investing in each other's lives on a deeper level. So would you say it was more like, uh, you were looking for a give and take at that time like is that the thing that kind of made the shift yes and no um I don't know I think you just get to a point where it's like you're spending a lot of time with people mm-hmm. and when things don't progress past the time like we enjoyed laughter we mm-hmm. um you know I had people in my life where mm-hmm. I was seeing them on a regular basis mm-hmm. um it's not like I didn't enjoy being around them. Right. It just, you kind of get to this point where it's like, wow, we've been spending all this time and you don't mm-hmm. really know me. I don't okay. really know you. Yeah. You know, and, so, and you just, yeah. you long for a little bit, you long to be known and to know people. Right. So a little deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Which is honestly what intrigues me about this pot, the premise of this podcast. Hmm. Yeah. I think what's, really cool about the four of us is you know obviously when you bring people together married couples or whatever group of people there's different personalities you never really know how things (laughs) are gonna work out and I Mm -hmm. think just it ended up working out kind of great where Matei and I became you know quick best friends and then you and John clicked really well and you guys started hanging out without us and you guys kind of developed. I'm not saying that, you know, this wasn't a forced friendship and it wasn't, you know, nothing like that. I was yeah. at gunpoint. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, I mean, we did encourage you guys because I think at the time you guys were both, I don't know if I want to say isolating, but I think Matea mm-hmm. and I just as, you know, people who loved you guys, saw maybe that there was something missing and maybe you guys could find support with each other and you guys seem to Mm -hmm. click really well you guys Mm -hmm. obviously have shared interests and Mm -hmm. I think that's how your you know friendship formed would you say that's kind of how it formed was I don't know was it was it forced I don't know I don't want you guys to feel like it was forced (laughs) John would you know it wasn't it wasn't story Friendship love story. I don't think I've heard the that term before, but I don't recall actually uh, too much about <laughs> early years. If, if that's what we're going for here, uh, all I can envision is like an, a proposal story. Right? Yeah, I, I, can't I don't. Get over that. There was no baby I, ma- making blanket involved. Oh my god! No. There's no Sandra Bullock in our story either. No, I I really don't remember. We do have shared interests, but. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't really remember. I, I think it was just pretty natural. Um, I think I remember the first time the four of us hung out, um, maybe. But then from there, I think the the shared interest kind of just take took over, whether it was 
you know, seeing obviously we all attended the same church at the time. So I think that helped because we would see each other, uh, you know, if if nothing else, we would see each other on Saturdays or Sundays or whatever day it was. So I think just that helps that can help play a part in a friendship. Right. Mm -hmm. As we again, I I remember our first hangout, but maybe not everybody does. But I think to go from that. Uh, if if you're not super intentional, it it was helpful that we saw each other at least once a week or maybe once every other week and gave the opportunities to say, hey, mm -hmm. do you guys want to play more board games this week? Or I remember we started playing video games, the four of us together a couple times or. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe not the best memories all the time. I, I oh, liked them. No, but they were fantastic. Was... Overcooked. Okay. Oh gosh. Yeah. So the good. Worst. So I enjoyed those and then and then I do remember yeah. Kyle and I hanging out to watch Star Wars at one point. I think we were watching Star Wars Rebels. So I don't I don't know if anybody watched Star Wars Rebels out there, but that's a couple years old at this point. I might be talking <laughs> to the wrong audience here, but um, we did okay. that. So yeah. Hey, it's our the friendship story. We tell it like it is. And we tell it like it is. So the audience of fifty people out there. Um, it's probably a lot more at this point, but yes, shared interests. Oh man, go. these guests are keeping us honest on this. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to go back just, I mean, I think it's super helpful for people to kind of know that this is not just, you know, mine and Matea's friendship, but that mm -hmm. you guys also have a friendship and the four of us have friendship together. Um, I think that's. I'm sure we'll share this at some point, but we laugh a lot and say that it's very funny because a lot of times John and I are mm. very similar and Kyle and yeah. Matea are very similar, which causes those friendships to butt heads and we're working on it. Yeah, we're, they do. you know, we're, we're working on it, but it's been, it's been fun to kind of, yeah, just have these consistent times for all of our friendships to grow. And I love John, kind of what you said is about a friend is time spent together. I feel like right. there's a simplicity to that. And it's, it does kind of go with what you said, Kyle, just like doing life together. So kind of like a follow-up I have for you, John, is what, what would you say, like, why does that mean so much to you as far as like someone who's like consistently there? Well, I had some friends in college some of which i still stay in touch with uh but those friends were as with many people that go to college or have an experience at college where they spend a lot of time on campus again not everybody maybe has that experience but i spent quite a bit of time on campus uh, it gave me an opportunity to really spend a lot of time with these people so we'd have lunch together we might hang out for a few hours before the next class Maybe we both had evening classes, so we got dinner or we hung out, you know, in the evening after class, you know, just because we felt like it. And I I don't think that there's a lot of opportunities in life, a lot of phases in life where you may be, maybe for some people, but for me, I know college was unique um, mm -hmm. in that I got that extra time with some people. Um, and I think to answer your question, what that allowed us to do is the more time we spent together, we didn't revisit the small talk, mm -hmm. intro questions, conversations as often, you know, right. how's it going today? What are you doing tonight? 
um that gets pretty boring yeah it gets pretty boring and it's like you're together so it's like you already know what the weather's like so you're not going to ask about the weather (laughs) and if you spend enough weeks together you kind of know what people's schedules are like i honestly stopped asking people's schedules because i knew what classes they were going to and i knew which nights they had some sort of meeting or something else going on um so then you're kind of left with what's actually going on Mm. in your life so tell me maybe career-wise or you know did you make any new friends are you dating somebody or or how's if you're new to living in the dorms how's that going you know how is it how's that dynamic so it spending more time I think just allows you to eventually bypass those more simple questions and conversations and get to the real interesting part of a potential friendship so I heard you kind of give a lot of examples of back in the day um when you were in college how do you feel like you navigate those now if proximity and frequency is so valuable in the friendships? Like, do you have places or like, you know, that you see people often or how do you navigate that if you don't? Because, right, I mean, college, you're living there, you're going to school there, you potentially work there. Like, it's kind of a sweet spot to make friends. Like everything. It's your whole life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it hasn't been great since then. That again, that's not to say it there's not um good parts. You know, I've had good I have and have had good friendships and good friend groups and good things that we've done, you know, whether it's like Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Kyle and I used to play that together when when you guys still lived here in Arizona. I still play it with a group. We played remotely actually, I think, for a time after you moved. And um, I do game nights with people and, you know, we get together and watch sports or soccer or whatever. So I think those are some of the examples of ways that I can reliably stay in touch with people. Um, So, again, back to like the original question, it's like shared interests can be a big catalyst Mm -hmm. to keeping people in touch. But it's not the same. Um, Once I finished college, even during college, we did have a friend uh, a mutual friend of a lot of us that opened his home every week, him and his family opened his, they opened their home every week to let people just come over and hang out. We'd watch TV. Um, usually a meal would be provided. So they, they shouldered quite a burden mm-hmm. to provide a place for people to come and feel welcome. We often brought new friends and people that hadn't been there before so I always view that as a pretty special time in my life. Again, that happened during college and then maybe a year or two after I finished college and then some of the other friends finished as well. And then it uh, just kind of went away, I think, as people started building up their own lives. But I think uh, it's not as easy now mm-hmm. because people are off. Not that this is a negative, but people are off doing their own things. They have their right. own families, their own jobs, their own <laughs> schedules. They have kids, they have parents, um, brothers and sisters that they want to spend time with. So it's just not the same. So like instead of proximity, you're saying or like to gain that frequency a bit more, you're saying like finding common interests is something that's been helpful the older that you get. And like trying to put yourself in proximity through common interests, not just by we're all in the same place at the same time kind of thing. Cause yeah. Because, yeah, okay. I have found the shared interests and, like, reliable meeting times. So mm. I think the predictability is what helps people if you're always going to meet right. 
once a month on a Wednesday. You know, I think that helps people. Well, like that's something that we've done with Becca and Kyle. We've, right. The Zoom call once a week has been helpful. Right. Yep. So, Kyle, do you view your friendships the same way as kind of how John was describing it? Like the deeper friendships are because of proximity or um, frequency or no? Yeah, I I I do. I think I view it through a slightly different lens. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just a language thing. I, I view my friendships more on a trust basis, like how much I trust certain mm-hmm. people versus how yeah. deep I go. Yeah. Um, because I find the people that I have a lot of trust in are the people that I share a lot about my life with. So I guess okay. when it comes to that, proximity and consistency, I think are really big for building trust in my relationships but I found that proximity can be done in a lot of different ways it doesn't necessarily Mm. have to be face-to-face interactions Mm, Um, I think that can also be done like I've got a running group text with a group of friends and I kid you not we text every day Mm. and it runs the gambit sometimes it's you know what you probably would call small talk mm-hmm. um but then there's also sometimes where like stuff is happening in the world or stuff is happening in our mm-hmm. lives and you know we're opening up and encouraging or challenging one another so yeah i think proximity and consistency are two huge things when it comes to strong relationships with people and just to clarify i mean you with your friends because i know them those are hobbies that you guys are like it's a shared interest that you guys have that you talk a lot about and so i i don't think either of us are saying that small talk it's just that Mm -hmm. like that's a light-hearted topic it's not very deep like sure you can go it's not very vulnerable like personally deep like you can go deep into those topics and interests we would not label that as small talk like and so i think it we're not here to say to you guys or to our listeners that that shared interests and like lighthearted topics are small talk because that's that's not what we mean that's fair right that's i think that's a good caveat yeah i think the fun thing and the interesting thing which maybe this is a topic for another podcast is how your hobbies can change as you're spending lots of time consistently with people Mm, like i found myself um enjoying things that my friends enjoy that i didn't used to enjoy um or didn't invest time into but as you care about people and you see how excited they are about things then you just kind of pick up those things and it becomes part of you know your guys's friendship yeah i've done the same so because I think it it places more value. You're you're placing more value on the person. I think maybe when we're younger, maybe I'm generalizing a bit here, but I know that when I was younger, I placed more value on the things I was choosing to spend my time on. So it was very specific to me. I liked to play video games. Didn't matter if other people liked it. I liked it. Right. Um, and there are plenty of other examples. But as I've gotten older, I still maintain some things that are are true to me um that i just enjoy but i've sought out other things you know i didn't used to watch soccer as much as i do uh do now and it's because that's helped me to connect with 
lots of other people, mm. uh, maybe people that I wouldn't normally connect with. So, yeah, I, I think that's definitely and I think that can come with maturity as you learn how to better connect with people and have better relationships. You realize that that can be very meaningful to other people um, for you to take an interest in what they're interested in. Right. I think people see that, too, is they'll they'll notice that, hey, maybe wow, this guy is not really, he doesn't know a whole lot about soccer. He doesn't have any teams or whatever, but hey, he came to my house to hang out and watch a game with me. So that's cool, you know? Yeah. That's something that I like so envy about your friendships, uh, John, is that they're so consistent and frequent. Like, I've never, I won't say an absolute, but I rarely have found spaces that are like consistent routine spaces to be with people on even a small scale like you know outside of school or church or whatever have you but like you have multiple groups of people that you see throughout the week and they're all willing to show up all the time. Like I've tried something like that, right? Like, you know, I don't know, to join a book club or like I feel like someone's invited me to like a bachelor viewing party for like the season or something. Um, but yeah, I don't have that in my life, which is honestly why I've joined John in playing Dungeons and Dragons because they're so <laughs> consistent. And like, I know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm like, to your point, John, I'm like, I'll give it a go. Like, you like it. These people seem really nice. Like, why not? They're they're willing to show up for each other kind of thing. So do you feel yeah. that, Becca? Have you ever had? I don't know. I just so admire that. No, it's definitely something that I, I would say that I've, like, envied Kyle for, for sure. I think that he yeah. has not only, like, friendships that are like you said are surrounded by consistent like in common interests like and it's regular that's something that I feel like I haven't had in a long time or haven't always had in my life and then I think another part of that is something that I've really envied but also admired is mm. the longevity of Kyle's right. friendships um and something that I talked about last week was that one of the things I'm wrestling with is how come I've had friendships come and go. And is that right. it's caused me to reflect, is that something that I'm, is it something I'm doing that I'm putting too high of expectations on my friendships? And that's kind of where I'm contributing and maybe it it doesn't last. And again, there's there's so much that goes into friendships and it's a two-way street. So I'm not saying it's mm. all on me, but um, yeah, I just, I would love to kind of hear from you guys because I think that that's something that we've obviously, all four of us have talked about that, you know, I, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't, I would love to say that I've had, you know, these friends for this many years and, Right. you know, but I just don't. And so what is that? What What is that like for you guys? What do those friendships mean? And how, why do you think they've lasted? What's the secret? Yes. Please <laughs> tell us. <laughs> I don't know if I've got the secret. Um, well, I've been, I think 
I've been blessed with a couple friendships that I've had since before I can even remember. I've got two friends in my life that I've known. I call them my diaper friends because we literally, we have pictures of us hanging out in diapers. Um, and so I think some people are blessed to grow up in those environments where really their their families or their parents were putting in a lot of the work to help those friendships get started. Now where those friendships go, you know, middle school, high school and beyond is kind of up to the, those people. Um, but for, for us and my friends, um, yeah, there's been periods of time where we've been incredibly close, um, you know, talking on a, I would say on a really regular basis. Um, and I would say because of what I've been through with some of those friends, like I, I just know they're going to be, they're just always going to be there for me. Um, they not, we might, might not talk as consistently as some of my other friends. Um, I might mm. not see them as often, but they know me like, and the times that we do get together, we tend to go very deep because we haven't seen each other in a long time. And there's usually a lot to catch up on. Um, but because for me, that trust is there because of what we've been through. I don't have to sit around and ask like, oh, like, I wonder what they're thinking about me. Like, I just know that, hey, that's my friend. Like, let's let's talk about life. Um, So, yeah, that, I guess that's one kind of friend. With those um, friendships, just out of curiosity, because it kind of goes back to our podcast last week, um, is that because that's kind of like how I define a category of a friend is someone that's there for me that I've known forever that I know will like pick me up or answer the phone in like a crazy time. Um, but do you feel like those people often know the deeper version of you? Okay. Sorry. I know you more of like, no, yeah, do you no, trust I, them with like their, your current vulnerable state? Yeah. I, okay. They may not be getting the breaking news stuff, if that makes sense. Okay. Like they may yeah. not know the current stuff going on, with those friends, I tend to download in chunks. Like it's like mm. it's like binge watching a, yeah. a show. <laughs> and so when the new episode comes out, when my friends get together, let's just binge it all. Let's talk about it all. We're caught okay. up. And then the next right. time we see each other, we'll binge it again and we'll we'll hit that next chunk of our lives. And in between we'll text and you know, there yeah. might be some back and forth here and there. But that tends to be kind of the structure of our those friendships, at least for me. It kind of feels like, so last week when we talked about like chosen family right. and then like yeah. friendships, like for you, yes. you have some of those familial, Exactly, those are, I would say they're kind of in the in-between. So like yeah. their friends who get him, he, they don't talk all the time, but right. whenever they do talk, it's like very vulnerable. It's very deep. It's like, okay. I know you, I trust yeah, yeah. you. Like. I, they are always there to like pick up the call and like, yeah, it's very interesting. It just like has been very, just like very loyal. They're very loyal right. people like to a fault. Like I would say you and those friends. Mm -hmm. And so I think because they've had that quality, yeah. it kind of has, I don't know, continued your yeah. friendship, would you say? Totally. I think we have similar values. Mm -hmm. when it, I mean, if we're going to talk about expectations, like right. we tend to have smaller groups of friends, um, but we tend to be very trusting in those friendships. Um, 
yeah it is kind of on the border between friend and family i think if you were looking at it for me like i'm closer with some of those friends that i am with some of my family members as far as like depth as far as trust um mutual trust but i i don't necessarily talk to them as much as some of my family so it's it's yeah it's interesting i don't know john how would you explain you've got a i know that you've got a couple of friends that you've had for a really long time yeah i i would probably attribute it to flexibility um because you know i think the longer you go it's obvious that we'll all go through different phases in life um we'll go through different challenges uh we'll likely take different paths through life um than some people that we maybe meet early on in life so friends that we maybe meet you know when we're five or younger um, or 10 um, we're likely to take a variety of paths through life because we're not meeting them at a common place like at college or if we're taking the same college program or even after that like once you've graduated you're not meeting people at maybe the same church or something so I've found flexibility to be very helpful in that it, it influences your expectations about those friends so they may come and go uh your closeness with them may decrease over time and then return later in life or vice versa you know you might be very close with them early in life and even through junior high and high school i think this is a common tale and then once you've moved on past high school there may be more of an acquaintance or something and then you know maybe later on they're close again you know in your 30s or something so I have a couple friends like that that I've met at a variety of places, you know, very early in life and then, uh, you know, maybe like junior high and then another one that we became more uh, close a little bit later in life. But I would attribute the same thing to to all of those is just being willing to be flexible and being okay if for a time you're not close with them um, or you don't hear from them for a while. It doesn't have to be some statement about your friendship or anything that you know you're not a priority or uh they don't like me anymore it's just hey sometimes it you know the shared experiences just aren't there but it's kind of you know it's like those friends you always say like i i heard from them for the first time in five years and we just picked up where we left off that's kind of the phrase that always comes to mind for me is i have many friends that Maybe we weren't close for a time, but when they did come back into my life or I came back into theirs, we just picked up where we left off. It almost sounds like your expectation is to not have any expectation. <laughs> I, I, I mean, no, it, it does. It does sound like that, but I I don't. That just sounds so negative. I <laughs> I hesitate. To... <laughs> I don't. I don't mean it in a negative way. I think I said that last week. I was like, I just think that me having expectations gets in the way. No, and I agree. And I also <laughs> said that I just don't understand if it's even possible right, to have right. zero expectations because I've tried, and it just is not. Yeah, I mean, and maybe that's just how I'm wired because I have high expectations for myself and then I have high expectations for people around me. Like I just everybody, even you guys, just I expect the world <laughs> from you. 
<laughs> and that's your type A personality. Um, Kyle looked like, what were you thinking, Kyle? Your face looked a little like, what are your thoughts on that concept, not having expectations? Because I would say the same when you answered your question. It was kind of like, you kind of referred more to like old friendships. I'm curious what both your views on are yeah. on new friendships. Like, how do you create new? But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's there. You almost got onto a question that I have no answer to. How do you make new oh, friends? Okay. I, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to figure you're out. You're getting ahead. That's really that's, why you're on here. We need to okay. know. That, that, well, that's coming up <laughs> too. Right, so. Well, um, yeah, I would say I think again, I think within especially like the last three years, I think my expectations on. I think the friends that I'm in close proximity with or have greater frequency with, I think my expectations maybe are a little bit more relaxed. Um, I don't know if I would say I have no expectations. I I would love to hear how John does that. But I would say I think in I think going through the pandemic and like everything that we kind of experienced together as a society, it just kind of mm-hmm. put this new A. I think we all realized, or at least many of us realized how important relationship is, period. I think then the flip side of that is we all, I think we're exposed to, we are all not okay in Mm. different ways and to different levels. And so I know coming way back full circle, I think there is an element where John, I really appreciate like, Hey, I'm just willing to take whatever people can give me. Like Mm. if it's time, great. If it's more than that, awesome. And I think that's carried over to some of my personal friendships where it's like, man, I just, I'm so grateful that I've got these people in my life who just want to text me or include me on a group text or, you know, want to, go see a baseball game on the weekend, you know, or whatever it is um, that has meant so much more, I would say within the last three years than it probably ever has in my life. So. I mean, I wouldn't say I have no expectations, like zero <laughs> expectations. Just backtracking Sorry. I, I heard everything you said, but obviously if you were, if you saw my face during that comment, I was uh, taken aback. Uh, I think, I think there is a matter of some expectations. I mean, I'm not trying to get drilled too much down on the details. Like I, and maybe this has taken the conversation in a different direction, but I think there can still be expectations about, I want to be treated a certain way Mm. and maybe not in the, I'm not talking about the day-to-day interactions, but I I think there are expectations of being some mutual respect, like not just cutting me off. Like if we drift away or I drift away from somebody, that's okay. But I think there's an expectation that we can talk about that or we both can confront it and say, hey, we're just kind of going in different directions. It's okay that we're not spending as much time together. But I'm I'm not really okay with like just being cut off. I know that's kind of a, a topic nowadays in our culture about how do you just end certain relationships. And I think there's a time and a place for doing that. But in terms of my friendships with people that I deem to... Uh, be good and worthwhile relationships that I want to keep that aren't toxic or harmful. I do have expectations that, Hey, yeah, our time together may come and go, but I think we can always at least address that and say, Hey, you know, yeah, 
maybe now is not a great time for us to be hanging out. You're busy with this or you've got some challenges or vice versa. And our friendships maybe just going to go uh, on the back burner for a while. And I think that's a very, I think that's an okay thing to do. And I, I understand that that can make people very nervous because I think people hold their friendships very closely and rightly so. They're very meaningful and powerful things in our life, but I think you have to be willing to give them sometimes kind of a wide berth and saying it may need to, you know, get a little bit of distance from me for a while and, but it may come back and that's okay. That kind of goes a little bit into our next thought is I would almost say that's something that you value in a friendship. Um, when you said respect. Yeah. So what are the, what are some other things that maybe, yeah, I get the not cutting you off as more of an expectation of how you're going to treat me or the friendship, but the whole respect aspect might be a value. Do you have any other specific values that you look for in a friend or do you even know? Like, what do you know? Yeah, I, I, value the ability to share your thoughts. I mean, really share your thoughts and maybe not be judged too harshly. Um, I have been in some situations or had or have friendships where it's become obvious over time that we have, we view the world quite a bit differently. Um, I don't personally find value in just surrounding myself with people that have the exact same worldview as, as I do. Maybe some people do. I'm not here to pass judgment on that. Um, but I have found that that is also an expectation I like to have for people that I surround myself with because it's something that I, and it's hard, but I hold myself to the same expectation is I'm willing to hear you out and and listen. And then if you want my opinion, I'm more than happy to share it and then vice versa. So creating the safe space of being able to share ideas and that then feeds into some of the other questions from earlier is that's how you can de develop real deep, intimate relationships is allowing people to really tell you what they think about right. something or what's going on in their head. And that doesn't mean that it's always going to be pretty or right. Um, or but, you don't have to agree with or it. Or you don't have to agree with it. But th that's the same thing for you, right? Is you probably think some things or have some views that maybe aren't the best. And that's yeah. part of going through life is we all can talk about this stuff right. and work on it together and hopefully arrive at a, a better conclusion together uh, down the road, but you can never get down that road if you don't allow that space to exist with other people, with your friends, where you mm -hmm. can have those conversations. Yeah, I like that. I like that. What about lot. you, Kyle? Do you have any values that you look for? Yeah, I. I almost want to add to my definition of what is a friend. I don't think. I don't know if I will, but I've been working through. Add to it. You can do it. <laughs> not? I didn't know if that's allowed. Do it. Um, I value somebody who can tell me when I'm wrong. Mm. And I would almost put that under my definition of what is a friend. A friend is somebody who mm. can tell me that I'm wrong, which is okay. kind of what I think John was getting at a little bit. Because yeah. if, if you don't trust me enough, or feel safe enough around me to tell me that I'm wrong, 
mm. about something that you feel I'm wrong on? Mm-hmm. Are we really, are we even really friends? Like, because right. if you're just surrounding yourself with a bunch of yes men or mm-hmm. people who just believe the same thing as you, that's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> so John's not a good candidate for a cult. <laughs> Is I think what we've established. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I value people who can tell me that I'm wrong. I think that's how we grow. It's how I've grown a lot. Um, and it doesn't have to be like big monumental things. Like again, with my friends, sometimes it'll relate to what our hobbies are. Like, um, you know, I've got friends, and we all really love sports, and we all disagree with each other's sports yeah. teams yeah. and who we choose to root for. And we are not shy about telling each other. And we mm. will list out the reasons why you shouldn't be a fan of that team or person. And, <laughs> but then I think because of that, I think it dives into bigger stuff. Like, you know, when we talk about um, spirituality, politics, you know, current events. Um, yeah, I value people in my life that'll tell me when they think I'm wrong. Doesn't mean I always mm. agree with them. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I hear you. But like, I still think and feel and believe what, I just mentioned um, right. sometimes where you kind of left pondering and other times where I feel like I do a 180 on the spot. I'm like, no, you're right. Like mm. I, I was totally wrong on that. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things that I really value right now. So I must be just like your ultimate friend because I'm very willing <laughs> to tell you when you you're are wrong. My best friend <laughs> for many reasons, but yeah, <laughs> I think, I mean, I, not to get too into the weeds on it, I think that's why deep relationships with a significant other, whether mm-hmm. it's in marriage, long-term relationship, yeah. I think can be so impactful on our lives, um, both in the moment and uh, even when those relationships don't even necessarily work out, they seem to leave yeah. a mark because those people cared about us enough at some point in time where we had that level of trust. Right. Um, so yeah, you are my best friend. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Can I can I say one last thing? Yeah. Uh, I only share this because it's been so, again, kind of circling back to all of us who are struggling mm-hmm. in different ways and just kind of mm-hmm. taking and receiving and giving as you're able to in this season. Uh, somebody once encouraged me, like, if you're thinking about somebody, just send them a quick text. Mm. You just don't know how much it might mean. And I've had people in my life do that for me, whether it's some of those diaper friends that reach out after like a long hiatus or somebody from college that you literally haven't thought about. And they're like, Hey, was thinking about you today. How are you doing? Um, I try to do that. I, I'm really terrible at it if I'm being completely honest, but because I've received that so many times, I feel like I would be remiss and just, throwing out a general word of encouragement like if you're thinking Mm. of somebody and they pop in your head uh just send them a quick text just say hey think about you you never know where that conversation Mm. might go or how much that might fill somebody's bucket up i think even too like along those lines of just the fact that you've sent it like even if you didn't get anything back because i I received a lot of those texts like last year and I didn't always reply to them because just in the midst of, you know, mental health issues, you just, you can isolate yourself and Mm. you don't, for so many reasons, you just feel like you can't even respond. But I 
I still felt the impact of those texts, mm-hmm. even though there wasn't a continued conversation. Um, maybe even not that day, but maybe later on. And so I think that just even that single text, I feel like means so much, at least to me, it did yeah. in my low moments. So. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Kyle. I appreciate it. I like a little call to action. But... Yeah, if you're welcome. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for being on. Um, if you want to tune in next week, we're going to talk about where and how to make friends. Oh, man. I There's not going to be. I'll be taking so many notes. No, don't. We have no answer. We have no idea. <laughs> we're going to share our failures. Yes. It's going to be more like learning by mistakes. <laughs> but. Uh, but this was awesome thanks for joining us it was so fun chatting with you guys and recording it we've had a lot of this conversation off off the podcast but it's been fun to have it more intentionally so we hope that you enjoyed this episode and feel inspired to continue the discussion with the people in your life if you like our podcast be sure to give us a rating We'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives, even if you disagree with us. So reach out to us on Instagram at everything but small talk pod. New episodes go live every Friday. So we hope you will tune in next time. Thank you so much for listening.